Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Well, hello there and welcome to the uh, show. It's February 9th. It's a Tuesday and that means Susan should be joining us. Suze, hello. Yeah, and you started talking before I heard the beep, so it sounds like everything's going good. Oh, uh, yeah. never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I need to uh, actually address some of the technical issues we're having. Um, since, let's see, last Thursday, when our brother was a guest, everything went okay till the end, and then all hell broke loose. I don't know. He couldn't hear me. The audience couldn't hear me. I couldn't hear him. And, and whatever. It was a And hilarity <laughs> ensued, yes. And hilarity ensued, I think. Yes. Not for us, but... <laughs> and then yesterday... Um, I was, you know, doing my thing and, and toward the end of the show again, um, people couldn't hear me anymore. I didn't know that I was babbling on, um, Amy told me that what was weird is my connection was still there, but she couldn't hear me, nor could anybody else. So we don't, we're flummoxed. I shouldn't say we because I wouldn't have a because clue. you start out flummoxed. Uh huh. I my yes, that is right. My your condition, the, the condition of your flummoxity <laughs> is not at issue. That's correct. That remains relatively static, constant. But Amy's always been able to figure these things out, and she's flummoxed. So here's what we're doing today. It's just a little different. It was her idea. She's, I guess, trying to factor out my own landline that I'm always on. So I'm now on my cell. That's, I've never done the show on my cell phone. So that's where I am. And I don't know if that had something to do with me hearing the beep then before you did. You mean it works? <laughs> the beep actually has worked for the last <laughs> This. You know, it seems like my entire ever since yes, I yes, it does. the show, right? Yes, yes. There's one technical thing after another. It didn't matter if we were in a studio, didn't matter. It was just so. This is our latest, and um, my apologies to everybody. <clears throat> we'll try to figure it out. We usually eventually do. Um, I'm a little uh, at a I use my cell phone normally to get alerts and to see and to access certain things. So I'm now operating without that ability. So whatever, we'll just forge ahead. It's Do you a big have day a today. Computer and stuff. I have a computer, but it is set on my uh, email site, so I can see. I gotta people. get you an iPad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, all right, let me try to get this together. I, I, it's amazing how just holding my cell phone is discombobulating me. It's discombobulated. Uh, so let me just ask because our mother wants to know, are you warm? Is it cold there? 
it's uh, it's okay in the temperature department. It's cold, but where I'm looking at it, I just gorgeous, gorgeous uh, new looks like six, seven inches of snow. So we're we're very very white and snowy. Okay, is what we are. But I know the cold is coming, real cold. And yeah, well, I yeah, yeah I walked I walked an eight below this morning, and I no longer yeah. look at the wind chill because I'm here to tell you that I cogniz- cognitively cannot discern the difference between eight below and twenty four below, which is what it says I'm feeling, even though it's only eight. <laughs> They're both horrendous. I know. Yeah. What is the point of that? It just doesn't make any sense to me. It makes you feel colder, no matter what. Looking at the number traumatizes me. In fact, going out there, it's absolutely no big deal. It's the stress of thinking it's going to be a big deal. But I just yeah. I just keep putting on lots of clothes. You know, now that I'm old and I don't care if somebody looks at yeah, me and yeah, thinks exactly. that I, who is that ridiculous person walking around like exactly. that? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, and that's really what it is. I don't care. And I'm perfectly happy. I'm just as comfortable as can be and sort of enjoying being out there all by myself, you know? It's like when Sally Wiggins shows up to walk my dog. She looks. You would no more know that was Sally Wiggin than I mean. It, 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 she's just she's got all the right gear and and she's totally uh, yeah outfitted. But you couldn't you wouldn't know who she is because she doesn't care either. No, well, you want to you want to be comfortable. You want to be able to move. You want it all to work. But yeah, in the end, you're just out there, you know, going, look at me. It's one of those things that makes you proud. The poor dog, of course, is just miserable. <laughs> well, I yeah, so we've got, I can see we've got single digits. I haven't seen anybody suggesting, well, we'll get below zero, but uh, I'm sure, yeah. it. I was reading the, uh, you know, something gave way up there in Canada and all that cold Arctic air that usually gets stuck up there for the Canadians to deal with is, it has just, totally dropped down into the center of the country, which is where you are. Yeah, but I don't think, you know, I'm thinking back to our childhood. And below zero was absolutely not uncommon. Uh, In in fact, I've experienced this winter as being, you know, thankfully warm. And the fact that this has waited until February to show up, I, you know, where it is simply by nature limited to how long it can hang around. And in fact, That's next right. week, it'll be 35 again, because we're heading to March. Yeah, I'm going, okay, good. It's, I can handle a week. We can do this. Yeah, yeah big deal. we can do this. But there are no doggy boots available in Green Bay. And I just want to point out, Green Bay is not a place where doggy boots used to exist. <laughs> That's for sure. Normally and the only, only thing I could find was the, cute, the cutest pair of extra, extra, extra large dog trekking boots that I swear look like I could wear them. <laughs> Except I don't need four. And then the small well, ones, and neither one of them would do for dog. And I and I have to admit, dog wouldn't walk a step if I put a no, boot on No, that's what I was going to say. I mean, I went stupidly, got, got some of those stupid boots for, for blue, 
trying to my concern to keep the salt. Right, uh, right, 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 right. And uh, well, I should have asked him first. There, he was not. No way. There's still in a drawer here off the kitchen. I, I, I there's no way. So I got I got two on um uh one each on on Ernie's front paws one year and then he just stood there for four hours. <laughs> Finally I took them off. I gave up first. <laughs> oh dear. All right. All right, I'm sorry. That was that was a that was a diversion. I apologize. Okay, I just want to note, though, that uh, we'll all probably be glued to our televisions this afternoon, right? I'm so excited that it doesn't start until after I'm done boxing. Yes, nor and I after the show, because I was thinking, oh, my God, what would we do? So, right, so it's a big uh, day, um, and we're all going to be stuck watching, I'm sure. Um, but Did you hear that? Did you see that the uh, the legal expert that the defense team cited about late impeachment has uh, tweeted overnight that they totally misunderstood and misrepresented <laughs> everything he said? No, but I'm not surprised. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> All right. So I did um, alert Susan uh, yesterday to the fact that I had had this rather strong reaction to the Bruce Springsteen Jeep commercial that aired during the Super Bowl, and I asked her to make sure she would wa watched it, and and then I watched it once more this morning because I I mean I only saw it that one time and then I watched it again this morning, and I I'm saying all this because I got some really interesting uh, emails. Uh, about my reaction. And Susan, I don't know your reaction. I, um, my reaction is that I, I, you know, if I took it out of the realm of advertising and just was listening to Bruce Springsteen sort of read a meditation about the country, um, I, I, would, I would have been uh, quietly moved by it. I'm always just sort of irritated by the fact that it's a Jeep telling me this shit. Um, you know, and saying, I'm, you know, this is where this is the play. I don't know. I just, honestly, I was so bored by the Super Bowl that I didn't see any of the commercials. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but what yeah. was your reaction? It was just, uh, you were. Mine terrible. was a lot more intense. And I, and I've had, because of the pushback, I've, I've thought more about it. And I, my reaction remains. Uh, I was, Susan, I had a very visceral reaction to it. And I was stunned. And I thought, I, I couldn't even let myself acknowledge that that was Bruce Springsteen. I, I, I said, is that Bruce? What? Because I thought, given the imagery that was coming at me, see, you're talking about what he said. I'm looking at the images and I'm thinking, what right wing group put this thing together? And really? That Bruce Springsteen was, yes, 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 yes. So it shows the power of image, and my reaction to the images was because he was wearing a cowboy hat and he had no, his no, hands no, no, in no, dirt. No, no, you thought no. it was right wing? Yeah, no, it was because there was nothing. There was nothing in it but white Christian 
rural iconography. Well, that's it's true. I didn't look at it from that point of yeah, view. You're yeah, absolutely that, right. That's, right. That's all I reacted to. So it even started with a cross. Right. It starts with the church in the middle flag. of the thing. I agree with that sort of. Flag. And I thought, well, right away, I'm not, he's telling me to unify and I'm being left out. I said, who is where am I in this? Well, that's I, like I, when I went to when I went to uh, Branson for a wedding, and and it, which was dotted with wedding chapels all over the place, and I was asked whether I thought it was beautiful, and I said, well, it's not particularly inviting to people like me, and they said, why? And I said, well, there's a church everywhere I look, and they say they're non-denominational, and I said, my church doesn't have a cross on the top. Okay, you know, so, so I understand. Exactly. So there was that okay. tone deafness. Yeah. Okay. Uh, about it. <clears throat> and, well, I, I I thought more, but let me get to the some of what. Okay. No, I did not have that reaction, but I can okay, okay. I can now understand your him. You you be more woke than me, dear sister, dear sister. <laughs> or maybe on edge. I don't know. Brooke wrote, "I'm having a hard time understanding." why anyone would have a hard time <laughs> with, with these words. And she put the transcript of what he said. Um, I think people are getting this all wrong, she said. Try reading the words without watching the video. Okay, shall I read the words? Sure. There's a chapel in Kansas standing on the exact center of the lower floor. 48. It never closes. All are more than welcome. To come meet here in the middle. What? It's no secret. The middle has been a hard place to get to lately, between red and blue, between servant and citizen, between our freedom and our fear. Now, fear has never been the best of who we are. As for freedom, it's not the property of just the fortunate few. It belongs to us all. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, it's what connects us. And we need this connection. We need the middle. We just have to remember the soil we stand on is common ground. So we can get there. We can make it to the mountaintop, through the desert. We will cross this divide. Our light has always found its way through the darkness, and there's hope on the road up ahead. Well, first of all, I will say that that is, you know, just a whole bunch of Whatever, fine. You know, if you could, it's, it's corporate. Fine. It's corporate gobbledygook, feel-good patriotism. It's it's, it's Which, pushing every button. So yeah. if people were moved, then you, I understand. I understand that. But where they say things like um, the the freedom uh, belongs to us all, whoever you are, uh, it's what connects us. And I'm screaming, wait a minute. I have learned that my a lot of Americans' idea of freedom is the freedom, for instance, not to wear masks and to infect other Americans. I mean, we don't agree. What is this freedom? I mean, it's all this cliche with no, anyway. Well, it's the, the same, well, no, on one, on one hand, I'll agree with you. It is basically the Republican argument about forget all that shit, let's just unify. That's right, that's right, let's move on. Because this is not what I said yesterday is the timing's wrong. There's no way we need unity right now. We need this trial. We need some measure of consequence. 
This is way, way premature. And again, the iconography leaves out all the Americans that Trump people are scared of. There ain't a black or a brown being to be seen. There's not a mosque or a synagogue. There's not an urban uh, person. And here's where I think they went wrong. They went wrong when they got married to this idea of the geography. Let's find the middle of the country. And so it is. It's this place in Kansas, Trump country. Yeah, makes money off of being the middle. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. So that they got stuck right there with all the imagery, leaving out all of us, the vast majority of America, who live in urban America in a diverse America. And so the pictures are what made, it just was, so that that's it for me. Anyway, um, but I appreciate what everybody else is saying. And then Chuck says this, um, I really think you need to watch that again. First, it wasn't an ad. I took it as a plea of sorts, a feel-good sentiment delivered by one of America's best storytellers. Secondly, there were no black people in the commercial, but there were no people at all, actually, just Springsteen. I literally cried when I saw this commercial. It said what I wanted to hear. Why wouldn't you want this country to find a way back to the middle? I took this message as being anti-extremist. I simply loved the message and loved the photography. It was a good message for these times. That's from Chuck. But Chuck, I, I totally understand. I mean, they, you're the guy, they, that's exactly the reaction they intended, that Bruce intended. Right, and my <laughs> guess is Chuck is not, is, is, and I'm not, there's nothing wrong with it, but he is in the included group. My that, guess is he is. Yeah. So he would not have. You would not have that reaction. Crosses. He does not, as a matter of fact, when he sees all the crosses, and man, there are a lot of crosses in there. I, um, when I watched it again this morning, there was not only that initial cross, the chapel, then there's a cross on top of an American, uh, like, flag, that, which, again, is troublesome to me. Then there's, uh, at one point, there are three crosses, like on, you know, like the crucifixion thing, like Calvary, right? right? Right. There are three crosses. And I'm thinking, what is this? Because I am not Christian, but I am American. But so if I were Christian, I wouldn't have been affected by that. But I'm telling you, uh, but you see, this is this is how <laughs> this is how this works. This is why white people are largely unaware of their privilege because they don't see it that way. They just see it as that's right life. Well, right, right, and why why are our mother's milk right to them, and, but right yeah. 
And I mean, so if you don't, I understand that. Right. You can't fault somebody for not understanding that because you've never lived it, never seen it, never understood it. It's not the way everybody else lives. And even if you have sort of a sense of that, it's still not the way everybody else looks. So for my, you know, extended family to see me standing there on the beautiful hilly, you know, land of the Ozarks with a picturesque little white chapel on with a little cross on it on top of every little hillside and why I just didn't find that the most charming sight I'd ever seen. I and honestly it it I felt vaguely threatened. It it to me to me it felt like uh you know you're really not welcome here. Well that's what our, I our idea of diversity is is yeah. to accept different kind of Christians. And we don't even do that. So yeah, I mean I get that you feel that that the that people that are not you know of the majority culture in this country which is not the majority of people by any means but is the majority culture if you are not that you really have to work at understanding that the rest of us live our lives getting subliminal messages that we're not wanted that we don't belong right okay. yeah i know i agree so i we have a caller but i just want to um let in um one more. Uh, Milton says, I, <clears throat> I, he said, I had the same visceral reaction to the Springsteen beat, deep spot. And, and we, I, I want to say that, um, that Milton is, is uh, African American. Okay. He said, I wondered if his bandmate and longtime friend Clarence Clemens were still alive who was also black, how Bruce would feel about presenting that vision of America to him. How would good old Clarence feel about the fruit of Bruce's first ever foray into commercial endorsement? So, yeah, um, yeah. Let Let's go to the the, the phone and um, go ahead, caller. Okay, L- let me explain mine and my wife's take on this. We're watching it, and we're like. What is this about? I mean, okay, it's commercial. We, we'd had no idea of the product. And quite frankly, it did bring a tear to our eye. And, be, and, and at the end of it, even after we knew it was a deep thing, my wife said, and, and I don't know if this will probably, just, that's probably pissing off a lot of conservatives. So I think it's 100% on your vantage point because I think Springsteen was making a plea to those crazy center of the country, white Trumpers. And, and while it excluded, you know, uh, a lot of other people in our population, I, I mean, that's the way we cook it. And, and, and my, I think my wife is right. I think she, she said he, he, he pissed off a bunch of those people in, in the area he was talking about. Now, how about that? He, he can't make anybody happy, can he? Can he? Well, that's interesting. <clears throat> that's really interesting. Wow. Thank you for that. And it just, again, shows just the pay. Thanks. Appreciate that. I've got another caller, so I'm going to, um, I'm moving on. Thank you. Okay. So there you go. We're all capable Somebody, of being outraged by the same thing for no end of reasons. Go ahead. <laughs> wow. So that was their takeaway. So um, call another caller. Hello. Yeah, this is Kurt from Swissville. 
Hey, how you doing? All right, how are you? I'm okay. Hey, um, uh, I'm going to be a little redundant because I had very much the same sentiment as the last caller. When I huh. saw that commercial, I was like, oh, this is great. I, I looked at it. I said, the imagery is there to appeal to the MAGA people. It's not there for me. I mean, I agree with your analysis from a liberal perspective. It's all spot on, but that's not what I connected to. I, I looked at it and said, the audience for this commercial is the red hat people. And this is Springsteen's subtle liberal message to them to quit being assholes. <laughs> and I loved it because that that's okay? what I thought it was for. Okay. Wow. Wow. Well, you know, this is, can I just say, this is, if you were in a synagogue and there were 85 rabbis discussing a segment of the Torah, and they would argue for hours because they'd all have a different take, and that's what yeah. we call commentary. That's how we come to understand how things work. <laughs> yeah. I knew this was, I told Susan, you know, watch this ad. Because I think it's an it'll be an interesting subject, and it is. It and it's teaching us all this lesson of being able to, um, I guess, stand in someone else's shoes and imagine imagine that very same message and images coming at you, and you see how different people will react in different ways. Yeah, and and there's none none of these reactions are are wrong. None. No. Oh, how can they be wrong? They're, this is their honest reaction to viewing the exact same material. It's interesting. So, hey, Kurt, thank you. Okay, you're welcome. I gotta get back up. Yeah, I mean, it's a cultural Rorschach test. Yeah, interesting. But, I mean, it shows how... I mean, it's not like we all, everybody who is engaged in this conversation now, generally are in the same, uh, you know, same, are in agreement about the politics of the day, right? We're pretty right, much right. in agreement. And yet this, you can see, totally, totally different reactions. So I think that's great. I, I really do. Well, I'll but tell I, you one thing. I mean, you can't argue that whatever they intended, it's done its job. If in every in every sense of the advertising word, we've we have we know whose commercial it was, and and you have now spent two days talking about it. Um, so bravo to the team. Uh, it, they, they sparked actual cultural conversation, and they got you to say jeep. Jeep, 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 Jeep. Good work. I guess. Well, that's huh. that yeah. was that was the brief. Yeah, but you know, at the end it says the undivided states of America, uh, the ununited, uh, the, 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 the reunited, the reunited say? states of America, states right? Of America. And I thought, you know, would that it was so easy. I mean, it's just yeah, like easy. thank you, Jeep. Okay, that's easy. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. Right. Anyway, okay. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I also have to add this other thing. I I got um, uh, Mary just wrote and said, 
because I told you there's all the snow on the ground. The snowy saved the day once again, got my driveway cleared in under an hour. <laughs> and then she says, <clears throat> we are downsizing. God, darn it. Probably moving to an apartment. Excuse me. And have thrown so much away. But I am taking the snowies. I figure I'll unassemble it and store it under the bed. I don't know where I'd find another one. Um, I cart mine around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Your, and you know what's funny? I got a, um, this is an email that came in a few days ago. I listened to you years ago when you were on 1320. Um, I'm so glad I finally traced you down again. I remember when you adopted your son. He's probably all grown up and on his own or in college even. All <laughs> such great memories <laughs> of your old radio show. And then she gets to the point. It's not she's glad to hear me. She says, you advertise this crazy shovel, which is like a half moon for pushing or pulling. I bought one for my father-in-law 23 years ago. Um, and I wonder if they still sell them. Um, thanks, Lynn. So that's what she wants. She wants a snowy. Uh, snowies. I, you can have mine for $500. You have to pay the yeah, shipping. Yeah. So that's what I want to <laughs> tell Mary. Mary, there's gold in that there, uh, snowies. Because I had to, of course, tell this poor woman that you can't get them anymore the those of us who have them are hanging on to them and um those of you who don't know what we're talking about <laughs> it's a product that i advertised for years and um is amazing and never found talk about advertising right never found a way never found someone who was able to market it and it's a brilliant product it, it's just fantastic and i can assure you after the show i will go right it's like a little miniature snow. snow plow that's what it is it, it's got yeah. a a moon-shaped thing that both that flips so it can either push or it can pull or push and uh you just you just walk along you never lift anything you just push it out of your way like a snow plow would and when you're done, your driveway has these scalloped edges from the from the shape, which is fine and dandy with me. It you it's just the greatest thing ever. And uh, there's a great story behind it, but I won't bore you with it now because most of you already know it. Anyway, okay, so I guess we've finished off the Bruce Springsteen's foray into uh, commercial stuff. Um, he obviously you know, had always been known as somebody who would not endorse uh, a product. And um, it lends credence to what uh, the callers said about um, his intent uh, that he finally said, no, I will do this because he saw an opportunity probably to reach out to that center of the country, which hadn't even occurred to me. It's, I, I was just feeling 
right. I just like left. to say this wow. though, that if anyone's comforting him themselves, that all of the MAGA uh, hats live somewhere um, far away in the Midwest, uh, you know, you got another thing coming. They live yeah. next door to you. They live all over the country, and there's lots of them. Yeah, but they like that iconography. Yes, they, they do. They love that that all white rural. Christian America. Yep. And it's why there is a mega because yeah. this year they're losing it. So it's really very, 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 very heavy. The whole dang thing. Whew. So you think your lieutenant governor is going to be your next senator? Well, I, that's interesting. I just, you know, I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, Fetterman. He's a. Uh, you know, I mean, if the country were voting, he'd be a shoe-in. Yeah, but he's an absolute shoe-in because, and why, and why? Because of the way he looks, because of the way he looks and he And talks. sounds and the way and he was talking and during. Yeah, you could, right, and you could tell he's bright, and he's bright and relatively progressive and, and you know, seven foot five and, you know, looks like lurch. And he has a beautiful wife and family, and yeah. So what's not to like? Um, you, I don't but, know. Except that you think he's a jerk, but other than that. no, 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 no. I have had to reassess. I don't think he's a jerk. I think he's. I found I got angry at the way he inserted himself initially into the last Senate when Toomey won re-election. Um, uh, Fetterman jumped in to the, uh, it, do, it doesn't matter, but he, he allowed, from my point of view, uh, our weaker candidate to take on Toomey, Toomey won. So I just sort of thought his own personal ambitions had uh, gotten in the way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, since then, I obviously, I followed his, uh, his career and I, uh, um, you can't help it but be impressed and to, uh, and to like him. It's very accessible. Uh, and it's odd because he's clearly, I mean, when you're with him in a uh, social setting, which I have been a number of times, he is so awkward. It is, he's so, he looks like somebody, you know, he's standing in the corner. And if you're seven foot 10, as I said, you can't like not draw attention. And he like looks like he always wants to hide, <laughs> and he can't. So he's not very. It's weird that somebody who seemingly has a little difficulty conversing with a stranger would be in politics, but he is. It's weird. He's a he's a strange, interesting guy. Harvard educated from an upper middle class family and he chose this totally different uh world to inhabit and he's uh i'm sure made his parents proud the thing is he will not be the democratic my guess is the democratic party doesn't want him running doesn't want him as a candidate because he's I too think progressive he's, in their minds well that and the, he just because he's a little yeah doesn't look right. He's, um, yeah, he scares them. And that's why they'd be, I think, wrong again. 
Uh, he. That's that's what he's got in they, favor. Yeah, you know who they want. I suspect is somebody else you you probably know of, and he is a member of Congress from these parts. Oh, they want Another, Lamb. Connor Lamb. Yeah, they want Connor Lamb. Speaking of the middle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the middle, and you can see where that would be, huh? Pennsylvania is a very, you know, really mega rich state, and so well, who knows? That, but that explains a, why why uh, why what's his name did Fetterman. what he did. Fetterman did what he did and came out, got out and ahead. he got out ahead and and just and he'll build up ahead of steam and hope that Lamb won't want to take that on. Right, exactly. He'll wait two years and and, and take on the next one, or you know. And I have to tell you, another possibility, although I guess he's not, is our attorney general is uh, fantastic, uh, uh, Shapiro, and and um, he would be a great senator. He's been a very activist AG. He, pre- he I mean, he's done amazing things with that position, took on the Catholic Church here and just did a for the sexual abuse. Thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I remember. Yeah. 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 So he's done. I mean, so there's Josh Shapiro as well, Shapiro as well. Um, the Democrats in this state have a, yeah, it's a, a, a rich load. Uh, and the Republicans, not so much. So I would think this is the Democrat seat to take. And I think uh, Fetterman in the Senate would be a great idea. Uh, so I do too. I'm definitely backing him. I am. Even though he doesn't like me, I am back in here. You know, no, well, right, and 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 don't underestimate how that size and his presence oh, can yeah. it can absolutely motivate people to follow him. That's right. That's right. Just his look. Just his, he should have he should have things. Just just his scowling face saying, "Vote for me." Right. Right. Gosh. Right, vote for me or I'll come get you. He used to have, he used to have a license plate that says, don't touch this. <laughs> he just, and meanwhile, oh. he's sending out, he sends out all of these, you know, fundraising things using his dog. He has a very, of course, cute dog. Okay, we got a lot of email here to get to. Let me, let me, let me, let me. Kurt writes about Fetterman. I like his progressiveness. He may have a shot if his bluster appeals to the Trumpers in the middle of the state assuming they really like a non-politician, but he is a politician who tells it like it is. He's been a politician for the last 20 years, Kurt. He was, He just know, doesn't look like one. That's what I mean. He just don't look like one. Right. And believe me, he has a great uh, asset in his wife, Susan, who is uh, just uh, an amazing uh, woman an immigrant um, who's just done incredible work uh, in town, setting up a free store. Uh, uh, She helps the neediest people. She really digs in and works. She's something. Uh, Henry writes, I have been fascinated by the debates about the GPAD. I did hear one comment that made me think, if it was Amanda Gorman reading those same words, would you have had the same reaction? It wasn't the words. 
It was the images. It was the images. Okay, so if Amanda Gorman were reading those, was doing the narrative, but I'm still looking at crosses, and it wouldn't matter. No, and I'll tell you something. No, if it was matter. just her voice and you weren't looking at her, you wouldn't you care. Wouldn't and right. one of the things that bothers me about this wonderful young woman who is just at the beginning of who she's going to become is that because she's so beautiful, she's being splashed all over. And I don't I want know. her to get in her own damn way. And I don't think yeah, anybody would be paying way. any attention to her if she weren't so damn pretty which just irritates I, me. <laughs> well, I feel, you know, I feel she is being, uh, boy, co-opted, and she's willingly, I, I, I hope she gets some, takes Advice. some more control. Yeah. Well, just take some more control. Uh, really. Yeah. Really, really, really. Um, and she's, you know, she's smart and ambitious, but I hope she takes more control. That's, yep. I have the same feeling yep just watching people wanting to yeah eat take a piece alive. of her quick she's yeah, gotta she's yeah. gotta she's gotta value herself and all of her and make sure right. that people are valuing her for the right reasons exactly uh, right. and they stay out of her way um yeah i was that was another thing on my list of of things that you know yeah i i experienced as joyous and that just are then you know being no, used and abused reaction. immediately same reaction. Okay. Um, and Roger writes, yesterday said the Chiefs didn't show up. Their quarterback was running for his life. They had three offensive linemen playing new positions for the first time. And that poor left tackle was way over his head. That's why left tackles make the big money. It was boring game. Brady is great, but I don't like him. Oh, so it was just an all-football thing. Um, let me just say this. You remember I shared with you the story of the uh, French-Canadian football player who was on the Chiefs. Who oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the doctor, yeah. That that did not play this year because of COVID because he's also a doctor and has been. He was one of the people missing from that line. Yeah, but, you know, I, I have my own theory about this, too. And <laughs> here's, here's, here's my theory. When the line coach the head coach's son got in the terrible car accident the night before the I Super Bowl. That no, was a bad omen. That just put stink all over the team and they couldn't shake it. I, when that happened, I thought that's it. They're going to lose. Yeah, it was a, it was a, I can't even imagine. So they no. had coach. His head someplace, everybody's head is someplace else. Think about, yeah, Andy Reid's son. Okay. Um, it, it, he had two sons initially yeah. and I still remember when he was the coach in at Philly and his kids were causing unbelievable trouble getting arrested drunk drugs uh guns all of it and I remember feeling sorry for him and then one of the kids OD'd um and the one that's left is this one who clearly has a drinking problem and had a drinking problem back in Philly. His dad has obviously kept him close and given him these jobs, but I feel, I feel for him. There's no way 
that Andy Reid's head wasn't. I I just don't know. No, I mean, you're, totally you're, in the game and the players right. too. I yeah, mean, and that was it. That was just it. You don't have to look yeah. any further. You're right. One team couldn't show up. Yeah. yeah. Plus that, you know, that big toe thing on the pork on Mahanas. <laughs> that hurts. Mahomes. Mahomes. To run to yeah. run to run with a bad toe really hurts. Don't worry. He'll he's got a long, incredible career ahead of him. <laughs> Maybe not as long as Mr. Brady's, but uh long. No. Do you know what I was thinking when the, when he accepted the the when he was standing there with the Vince Lombardi trophy, um, and his kids were there. I don't know if you saw that. Mm. And I looked. He has two sons. Uh, one getting up there, maybe about I don't know. I couldn't tell, but little, you know, I I was thinking how hard would it be to be Tom Brady's son? Wouldn't that be hard? Yeah, well, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Your father, like, defies all. I mean, he would be a hero, right, to you. But sons of men who who are almost like gods don't do well. And I, I was looking at the kid and saying, I hope you'll be okay. This has to be. I know it seems ridiculous, but... I feel for the kid. Well, just don't be a football player. You know. Well, that's true. Definitely. Just make your own, football. you know, your yeah. own way and live your own life and you'll be fine. Yeah. You'll have all yeah. sorts of advantages. Um, and hopefully Brady's a yeah. good dad. You know, that would be, as far as I'm concerned, the only thing that's important. Anyway, Keith writes, here's the reason I think Fetterman has the best chance to win. It's not just the progressive politics that he embraces, but also the progressive politics he doesn't embrace. Namely, you don't see him beating the drum about gun control. Well, he's a politician. Oh, Susan, and he's not against fracking either. So he of has that. Right. All right. I think this is by design, knowing that he can't win a majority in a state so loaded with hunters and gun owners. Well, that's why a whole ton of the so-called Democrats in this state and in the state legislature are pro-life, meaning anti-abortion, and they're pro-gun, which always strikes me as a very odd combo. Yep, I'm for life and I'm for these little gizmos here that takes it away. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to shoot, shoot and release a deer. But never mind. We need to call them. <laughs> um, okay. So, did we get all that? I think we sort of did. Um, hang on. Hang on while I get my act together here. Oh, what's happening in states controlled by the Republicans now? A lot of them. They all are looking at legislation, Susan, you'll love this, that would mandate that in their schools, they have what they're calling patriotic education. All right. Meaning a whitewash. Uh, Right. Meaning white male history. history. Right. 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 
Yeah. And they're going to, yeah, they're going to mandate it. It specifically is aimed at making sure no school district can use that New York Times uh, 16, uh, 19 or thing they put out. Well, it's like, I mean, you read the article about where, where was it, Utah, where the parents wanted to opt out of Black History out Month. Out of Black History Month. Uh, you know, I just. I don't want my children to know that there's such a thing as Black History. I mean, I, what does that mean? I don't understand. What do you mean, opt out of Black History? First of all, it's a travesty that we have to have Black History. I mean, we should just have history, which includes Black people. Women, Women, Jews, Muslims, yeah, you know, right. let's give all the credit where it was actually due. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, no, you know how I feel about that nonsense. I think that we ought to, uh, I think we need to send Republicans to re-education camps. That's the legislation <laughs> I'd be up well, for. Okay. Well, that's what they're saying you're going to do. Okay. Now. I want to go back to Milton because he posed an interesting question. I'm not going to explain what it came out of, but it had to do with another ad uh, in the Super Bowl. Actually, the one for, um, uh, I don't know what it's called. It's the one where they spoofed the Four Seasons landscaping. Um, it, it was I didn't see it, but I've seen it since he sent it to me. Very funny. Very clever. But... Quite clearly, this was uh, making fun of um, of Giuliani, Trump's team of lawyers challenging the elections. I was quite clear. And um, and then he says this, and this is not isolated. There there was an avalanche of big multinational companies that either directly or in the case of Facebook and Twitter. Um, or indirectly, like GM, reject the Trumpist ideology. It seems as though the only American manufacturer willing to stand with Trump is my pillow. Although there's there are more. But so here's his question. The question is, what's it say about a country in which the capitalists of industry are more progressive moral leaders than the actual leaders sent to Washington? elected by the people to uphold and defend American morality. Isn't it problematic that these corporations uh, are more willing to lead on these issues than 49% of the governing legislature? Had the halftime show not been horrendous? Okay, okay, that, 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 okay. So he's saying, what do you make of it? Well, look, corporations with their pushback now, they're saying they won't, their PACs won't fund any of the Republicans who Well, you know, voted. it's just bad for business to cut. Exactly. Thank you. They're all of those different actors. people out of your consumer base. Right. They're not progressive, these corporations. They're making business, business decisions. decisions. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think, too. Now, every once in a while, there might be a corporation. Uh, like Ben and Jerry's that has clearly, uh, or pen, what is it? Which is spices. spices. Pansy spices that are quite clear about their progressive politics um, and do very well. Uh, but no, the biggies, they're just uh, minding their business. Their finger is up in the wind. 
So, speaking of business, um, I just want to point something out that I've always known and Americans always forget, especially those who vote Republican. It's been my experience, and now I have the facts and figures right in front of me, that every time there's a Democrat in the White House, the country does better. Um, and I mean economically. Right. I mean, the, Democrats in the White House, Democrats in control, Democrats with their policy create stronger economies than Republicans. And you can't argue with the graphs. It's just unbelievable. Uh, just, just go back to like the Depression. Since 1933, uh, every time a Democrat has been uh, the president of this country, the economy, the average rate while a Democrat is president of growth is uh, 4.6%, okay? Every time a Republican is president, half of that, 2.4. Every time the six presidents who have presided over the fastest growth in jobs have all been Democrats. The four presidents who have presided over the slowest growth in jobs have all been Republicans. Now, this is what's wrong with people having a vote. They don't know the facts. If you're concerned and want a job, why would you vote for Republicans? They aren't going to give you one. And so that they can appeal Republicans over and over and over again to these their working class base, and they can depend on them, <clears throat> depend on them, it's just mind boggling. Well, because their base doesn't apparently have a clue to what works in their favor and what doesn't. And, and this pattern holds regardless of which party is running the Congress. Uh, so there you have it. There you have it. You want the country to um, prosper? You vote for Democrats. Oh, God. So. <laughs> okay. I've well, what did it were that easy, dear Lynn? I know, I know, I know. So we have a caller, but we, we're running out of time. Caller, go ahead and be quick. Hello. Um, yeah, I was just. Do you remember? I don't know if you remember how that went with. Uh, do you went at the election in 2016? It was literally by the end of the month, all of the polling from the Republicans switched to them saying the economy had, was now good, and that was what two months before he was even inaugurated. He then was yeah. inaugurated with what. I think, you know, whatever, the number thrown around for full employment used to be below 5%, and it was below 5% when he was inaugurated. He left office with it over 6%, but they're completely unaware of it. Like, you can, I like to torture myself, but when I'm not listening to your show, I turn on the conservative talk shows, and, like, mm -hmm. 
they just pretend that none of that ever happened. They say the total opposite. They just completely make up a reality where the economy, they talk about the economy improving under him. They never point to any numbers to support it. Nothing. You you call in and try to say like he was at full employment when he was inaugurated. They just hang up on you. They won't. They absolutely will not listen to it. They don't know. And I'm pretty sure they don't care because they just then when that's done, they'll start talking about fracking. And you pointed out that fracking went on before he was in office. Doesn't matter. Uh, you, you know, you'll point out they'll start talking about the pro-life judges or whatever, and you'll be like, well. He only cares about them until they're born. Then he's fine with executing all of them. They've got no problem with that. So I don't. Uh, it's like what you always say. It comes back. They don't care anything about what's going on as long as they're in power and they can just make up a reality. And that seems to be. And they have. They and they, they, well, that's right. Republicans, they act. They cling to their theories. Uh, you know, the magical power of tax cuts. I mean, they really have no programs. If you think about it, even now, they're going after, uh, you know, Biden's plan to do this and Biden's plan to do that. When is the last time you heard any Republicans bring forward legislation? Like their whole plan for COVID was to do nothing. Their plan for everything for the last four years was to do nothing. To do nothing. That's right. Yeah. And we thought you could point out, okay, you did nothing. Here are the results. And they're like, yeah, those were great results. Like. (laughs) <laughs> the only thing, I mean, remember, I mean, they actually think that things for COVID went well under him. And they, the only thing, like I've been in these conversations, and I'm not even slightly kidding, their argument that his policy that turned everything around with COVID was calling it the China virus. And I'm not right. even remotely kidding or exactly, no. that, you know, because like they'll point to this vaccine and you're like, well, what does it matter if there's a vaccine if nobody can get the thing? Uh, like, and he, you know, he spent the last three months of his term doing anything other than working on getting us the vaccine. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But I guess I'm preaching. I know I'm preaching to the choir, but well, this is like one of my, like number one. I know. It's, it's, I know. It's just, but well, that's the other thing is they've dumbed down uh, the populace by, you know, by defunding public education because yeah, people, people are more easily duped. Right. But I mean, yeah. That the people yeah. that are calling into these talk shows when I'm listening, like, you know, because the, these are not the local ones. I don't even know what the local ones are, but the, uh, they are, um, these are not young people. I don't know what education system they went to through, but it was not the, anything that's been in place for the last 40 years. Well, the edu- <laughs> yeah, the education system that they they know is the right wing media yeah, uh, propaganda machine. Turn- They've got that down. They, they get, turn on they Fox and turn your brain off. So yeah, like, that's it. Uh, and whatever their new position. I don't know how much you've watched some of those other stations, but they're just completely bonkers. Uh, the yeah, one I know. America. I know. Uh, Terrifying. I can't. I don't. I'm scared enough without actually uh, forcing myself to, to take it in. Hey, thank you for the call. I appreciate thank you. it. Have a good day. Okay. Bye. Bye. You Bye. Well, I'll tell you what, I hate to say this, but there were no glitches today. Are we going to blame this on my landline? Well, perhaps. (laughs) Maybe you just need new phones. Well, I don't, I want to defend my landline. I don't think it's my land. How would it be my landline? Anyway, I I don't know. Doesn't make no sense. 
anyway, but this worked out okay, and I, I thank you for that. Okay, um, well, good, and my knee is finally healed from my ice fall, and I'm going to, honest to God, put on the gloves and punch today. I'm very excited. Well, I know, Susan, that that is something that uh, helps you uh, release uh, a lot of bad vibes. Well, it's good. also good for my brain. It's fun aerobic work. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun to beat the crap out of something that you aren't actually hurting. I guess. I wouldn't be able to. You you know um, that's okay, we'll talk about this sometimes, but I did have to overcome my natural tendency to want to literally pull a punch. But once you get over that, man, okay, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, Sue. All right. Okay. So, guys, what? We got an hour, and then the uh, the second impeachment trial will be in. Uh, he thinks we might talk about that some tomorrow. Okay. I'm going to take my snowies. I'm going out there because even with my back surgery, I don't have to lift anything with it. Here I am selling them again. It's such an easy sell. Oh, God. Somebody figure out how to manufacture these and, and I'll go into business with you. We can make a ton of money. I'm not kidding you. Okay. See you tomorrow. Bye. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.